Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends, Dedeker and Jace, teach me a born and raised atheist all about the Bible. Is that kind of like, (laughs) I was, yeah, talking about, it was like I was in a UFC something or other. Oh, Oh, I thought you were going into like a old-timey hymn, perhaps, that just really, they really drone on. fun, yeah. Oh, I see. No, I I think if, if I was on a microphone... And there was a lot of reverb. It could have worked like all about the Bible wah, 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 or something. You're right. That's what we were missing. Yeah. 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 There you go. That's what I was going for. It's all the reverb. Exactly. <laughs> Who we? Okay. You know, all three of us today were like, we're ready to drink. So here we are. Yeah. It's already been that kind of morning. Yeah. yeah, for you. Over here in Asia, already that kind of morning, ready to drink, ready to yeah. continue with the story of God's favorite boy, David. And all of his shenanigans. Yes. Which last time, we were just doing a little bit of review. So last time, David was like, I'm going to build you a house, Yahweh. It was very romantic. And then Yahweh, yeah, Yahweh was like, no, I'm going to build you a house. It was less romantic. How dare you think that you can build me a house? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that happened. Awkward. <laughs> David did some Amazing. more conquering, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeesh. There was definitely mm-hmm. some more, you know genocide of some local groups definitely and yeah. tribes yeah. and yeah. then remember there was the guy who was polydactyl on all of his fingers and toes like a oh, giant yeah oh yeah and we looked I that think he up. got slain but yeah but he was cool for a second he was cool for a second it, it was, was so cool, cool. <laughs> it was cool enough that they had to include it in the bible but mm-hmm. then they also mm-hmm. included that they slain this really very unique man mm-hmm. but uh mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. we can't have him on the yeah. earth it's too bad Alrighty. What are you two drinking? Oh boy. Yeah. So this is a Horoyoi, which is mm-hmm. one of those oh, somewhat yeah. lighter, lighter alcohol chew highs. This is a three percent. I remember saying one of those. Yeah. Uh, this is a little lighter. Unfortunately, I really could have gone for something stronger this morning, but did not have one on hand. So this oh, is no. what I got. Okay. But this is specifically fruit sangria flavored. Oh. It tastes more like a, just sort of a fruit punch. Mm-hmm. But it is good. So I am enjoying it. That's good. Lovely. In a rare, very rare turn, I'm drinking something a higher alcohol percentage than Jace's. Mine is wow. a 4%. Oh. Wow. Chew high. Goodness. <laughs> now, I picked this one. It's just a Kiwi Chew High, but it has this like great English copy on the front that says... You can't see it, Dedeker. It's blurred out. It's it's fine. It's just a Kiwi Chew High um, that says... Okay. Premium Chew High with rich and fruity taste... Enjoy the happy and luxurious moment with your favorite people. Oh, and I read that uh-huh. and I was like, "Oh, I am going to enjoy That's the happy really and luxurious sweet. moment with my favorite people." It has to be this kiwi chew high. There you go. Wow, That's I don't know great. how luxurious reading the Bible on a Friday morning is for for all of us <laughs> and having a drink, but maybe it is. Maybe it is. It's beautiful. So luxurious. What about you? I so I went over to my friend Jacqueline's house last Friday and she made me a cocktail, which is not normal Aww. because I'm usually the one making cocktails. And so I decided to recreate it. It's very nice. This is grenadine, which I purchased just for this occasion, but now I'll I'll be using it in various things now. I uh, orange juice, vodka, and um ginger beer on top. Ooh. That sounds great. So it's really, yeah, it's actually really nice. It's very well balanced. Um, I love carbonated drinks. Mm. It's, it's it's really lovely. And ginger is great. I want some spicy, some citrus. Nice. Yummy. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll be posting that. Okay. All right, so we're going to be getting back into this. Mm-hmm. And we do have a great suggestion for another rule to add to the drinking game. For those of you drinking along with that game, with very loose rules that we only sometimes remember to follow. (laughs) But this one is, anytime you notice a difference from the original story that we read in 1 and 2 Kings to what's in 1 and 2 Chronicles, 
like an extra detail maybe or a conspicuous lack of a detail or even mm. just a different one, that could be another good thing to notice and drink to. Now, this person in the chat who's suggesting this is basing this off the assumption that we remember all the exactly. details. Exactly. I'm like, maybe <laughs> you'll be better at that around. than yeah. we will. But yeah, sure. so maybe mm. if people in the chat want to point out any glaring differences that they happen to notice, I guess we'll just have to trust you on that and take a drink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> great, great. I see no problems with this arrangement. <laughs> no problems whatsoever. Okay, perfect. Uh, all right, well, I'm going to get us started here. As usual, we have our epic intro to Chronicles. Yes. In a world where David is king of Israel and God's favorite boy, and Jonathan is conspicuously absent from this story, sadly. He died, like, in the first freaking chapter. <laughs> We're going to continue on with First Chronicles, chapters 21 through 23, and then Proverbs, chapter 7. As we get started, we want to remind everyone to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us, or you can listen while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, First Chronicles... 21. Gotta love those boas. Love the boas. Yeah. I wish they were like 10 times louder, mm. but love those boas. <laughs> yes, that would be cool. All right. Yeah. Chronicles 21. Satan stood up against Israel. What? Oh, well, first mention of Satan in quite a while. That's fun. Yeah, that is fun. I don't remember that. Yeah, from been yeah, a while. I don't the original story. I don't remember him being named so specifically. Yeah, you're right. Guess we got a drink for it. Okay, drink for Satan. Mm -hmm. New detail. <laughs> Off to a good start. Cool. Drink for Satan. Satan. Mm. I always drink for Satan. Let's be clear. <laughs> uh, Satan <laughs> stood up against Israel and moved David to number Israel. What does that mean? Oh, this is gonna, oh, is this, the, this is gonna be the census. Oh, this is the census. What? Wait, yeah. they, they hated the census so much that they're essentially saying that it was Satan who told David to do it. Right. Yeah. Is that what's happening now? Here? They, yeah. Now they're clarifying it was Satan yep. for sure. That's why. Oh yeah. my goodness. Wait. Now, I, wow. I did want to remind everyone that we did decide that because we learned way back in Genesis that Satan is kind of more of a title than a specific mm. angel or a fallen angel or whatever. That he's more like the uh, sort of state prosecutor for the heavens. That's what we learned way back in Genesis. So we decided we would cast several different Satans to all play these different lawyer-type characters. Mm. So on our list, we have Bob Odenkirk. Love it. From Better, Better Call, Call Saul. Saul. Melissa McCarthy. Henry Winkler. Brendan Urie. And also Lady Gaga. I don't know why she ended up on that <laughs> list, but... <laughs> Should be a good time. That's what we've got. So it could be any I, of those. But I don't know. This feels like it's such a bit part. Mm. You know, I always struggle with casting someone really great in yeah. a bit part when it doesn't seem yeah. likely that Satan's going to come back necessarily. This seems like it was. This was just a last minute. Oh, did it was Satan who did it? The devil made him do it. My vote though is still for Bob Odenkirk because uh, I think he would just play these really great. To play any kind of Satan. Any kind of Satan, right? He could just show up and really skirt that line between being terrible but also a little bit likable. Okay, sure. Mm. He can he could be Love the one that. moving moving David right now. Yeah. Okay. David said to Joab and to the princes of the people, "Go, number Israel from Beersheba even to Dan and bring me word that I may know the sum of them." Mm. Joab said, "Yahweh make his people a hundred times as many as they are, but my lord the king, aren't they all my lord's servants?" Why does my Lord require this thing? Why will he be a cause of guilt to Israel? I'm sorry. Why do we have to write down everybody's freaking name and put it in the Bible and have us <laughs> recite it? Isn't this the kind of the of same that, yeah. thing? <laughs> like, why is that okay and this isn't? Like, this is just counting people. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is so, it's yeah. so odd. I still, I mean, maybe it's because it was so long ago. I still don't remember why Yahweh was upset that David wanted to do a census. Yeah, it's Unless very this was just like, I don't know, were the Levites pulling some kind of shady deal where they didn't want their specific numbers counted because mm. then they knew there's going to be some mm. kind of tax thing that was going to come up. And so that's what they were know. really pushing. David, Yahweh really doesn't want you to do this. He really, really doesn't want you to do this. Yeah. And was David not from the house of Levi? I thought he was. 
Maybe was he? Here's Jesse's land. The ground. Jesse's land. Right, because <laughs> okay. that's all I know. That's all I know about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he was a Levite because we wanted to set up that Jesus eventually would be descended from that line of priests sure. as well. Oh, I thought okay. that was the deal, but uh, but I'm not sure about that. Jesus was a Levite. We don't have any of our history straight. We really don't. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, but we know Joab is pushing back on this. Yeah. So, nevertheless. The king's word prevailed against Joab. Therefore, Joab departed and went throughout all Israel and came to Jerusalem. Joab gave up the sum of the numbering of the people to David. He just counted them all himself. That's nice. That's impressive. I hope (laughs) he had a writing device or a calculator or something. Goodness. All those of Israel were 1,100,000 men who drew sword. And in Judah were 470,000 men who drew sword. But he didn't count Levi and Benjamin among them for the king's word was abominable to Joab. See, okay, even the Levites get left out of it. I think there's some kind of intrigue going on, if you ask me. Yeah, Yeah, I wonder why. I think you might be right, though, because we did get clarified in the chat that David was the house of Judah, Mm -hmm. not Levi. Mm -hmm. So maybe it is the Levites who are mad about this because maybe they've got some some shady dealings going Uh on. Uh Okay, so Jesus is not from the Levite. or, Or sorry, Jesus and David are not from the same cloth cut. <laughs> no, I think they're they're both. They're from oh my the gosh. same line, the family line. They're from the same line. Okay. Yes, Jesus is a descendant of. I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but he's a descendant of David. Oh, he is. But was but was not a Levite. I was wrong about that. Okay, got it, got it. Okay. okay. God was displeased with this thing. Therefore, he struck Israel. David said to God, "I have sinned greatly in that I have done this thing." But now put away, I beg you, the iniquity of your servant, for I have done very foolishly. Yahweh spoke to Gad, David's seer, saying, go and speak to David, saying, thus says Yahweh, I offer you three things. Choose you one of them that I may do it to you. What? Boy, okay, three things. So Gad came to David and said to him, thus says Yahweh, take what you will, either three years of famine. Oh boy. Or three months to be consumed before your foes while the sword of your enemies overtakes you, or else three days the sword of Yahweh, even pestilence in the land and the angel of Yahweh destroying throughout all the borders of Israel. Wait, I don't remember this. Did he do three years of famine? I remember this. I don't remember. I remember this choice right. being presented, but I don't remember <laughs> was what he, he picked. Uh-huh. Who was the guy who like went in the desert and kind of went crazy and then came back? That was Nebuchadnezzar. Like a few guys. That was Nebuchadnezzar. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Oh, the, yeah. Who turned into a hawk, eagle, and a beast of some kind. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> that was, that was cool. so cool. <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. Right. Now, therefore, consider what answer I shall return to him who sent me. David said to Gad, "I am in a great strait. Let me fall, I pray, into the hand of Yahweh, for very great are his mercies, and let me not fall into the hand of man." Okay, so I think that means he picked the three days of Yahweh, of, of Yahweh. screwing him over. I think so. Yeah, I bet he'll yeah. kind of like that, though, a little bit. He so? kind of likes three three days of Yahweh, you know? Oh, wow. So, it's what he's always wanted. <laughs> Yahweh sent a pestilence on Israel, and there fell of Israel 70,000 men. Mm. God sent an angel to Jerusalem to destroy it. Whoa. And as he was about to destroy, Yahweh saw... And he repented him of the evil and said to the destroying angel, it is enough, now stay your hand. Oh. (laughs) The angel of Yahweh was standing by the threshing floor of Ornan, the Jebusite. David lifted up his eyes and saw the angel of Yahweh standing between earth and the sky, having a drawn sword in his hand stretched out over Jerusalem. Whoa, was he just going to like whack all of Jerusalem with this giant sword? Cool. Big chop. Then David and the elders, clothed in sackcloth, fell on their faces. David said to God, Isn't it I who commanded the people to be numbered? It is even I who have sinned and done very wickedly. But these sheep, what have they done? Please. (laughs) Mean. Let your hand. Wow. Mean. <laughs> like, I'm going to protect them, but I'm still going to diss them while I do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please let your hand, O Yahweh my God, be against me and against my father's house, but not against your people that they should be plagued. Then the angel of Yahweh commanded Gad to tell David that David should go up and raise an altar to Yahweh in the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. 
David went up at the saying of Gad, which he spoke in the name of Yahweh. Ornan turned back and saw the angel, and his four sons who were with him hid themselves. Now, Ornan was threshing wheat. As I have such a bad feeling about this. (laughs) I have such a bad feeling about what's going to happen to Ornan. Are all the sons and the Ornan going to die? We'll see. I'm, I'm I'm rooting for him. Okay. As David came to Ornan... Ornan looked and saw David and went out of the threshing floor and bowed himself to David with his face to the ground. Then David said to Ornan, give me the place of this threshing floor that I may build thereon an altar to Yahweh for the full price. Shall you give it to me that the plague may be stayed from the people? Doesn't God not want that? No, he loves altars to himself. Well, not want which? He loves altars. He just doesn't like houses. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure, this is just... No, that's like he doesn't want a house for the ark until he's ready oh. for a house, which he will have Solomon do. This is an altar. This is a separate thing. This is not his house. This is just a worship spot. Yeah, okay. So like a spot is fine. But I like that King David here mm-hmm. is keeping this long tradition of, but you will not give it to me for a discount. I will pay full market value <laughs> for this spot on your threshing it. floor he loves it. for this. Yeah. I love that we still have that tradition going. Yeah, Oh boy. Okay, so yeah, full price. Don't you even worry. Mm -hmm. Ornan said to David, take it to you and let my lord the king do that which is good in his eyes. Behold, I give you the oxen for burnt offerings and the threshing instruments for wood and the wheat for the meal offering. I give it all. (laughs) King David said to Ornan, no, but I will most assuredly buy it for the full price. (laughs) Yes, okay. Do not (laughs) give it to me at a discount. No coupons. Now, I love in the meantime, the angel of Yahweh still has the scythe. It is just waiting or the sword or whatever. He's he's just done. We good? (laughs) Wait, he's still up there? He hasn't bounced by this point? He's got to be. <laughs> he seems to be. It did say he he looked up and saw him there still. So Yeah, he's waiting for this transaction to complete. And then what? I thought that God was like, don't, bro. Don't kill everyone. So No, he's like, yeah. don't. And then he told this other guy, Gad, to tell David, hey, if you build an altar, then it'll be cool. Okay. So cool. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, I need this. I need this, but I have to buy it at full price yeah. because that's... How we do. That's how we, we that's how we've done since back in the days of Jacob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to buy stuff at full price. Or no, even earlier than that. Yeah, was Abraham. Abraham, right? was Abraham. Abraham wow. He was he was the one who started this trend. Father Abraham had many sons. <laughs> and many sons had Father Abraham? Mm-hmm. That doesn't yes. even make sense. And he paid full price for all of them. Okay. King David said to Ornan, No, but I will most assuredly buy it for the full price. <laughs> For I will not take that which is your for Yahweh, your? nor offer a burnt offering without cost. Mm. So David gave to Ornan for the place 600 shekels of gold by weight. David built there an altar to Yahweh and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings and called on Yahweh. And he answered him from the sky by fire on the altar of burnt offering. Yahweh commanded the angel and he put up his sword again into the sheath of it. Good. At that time, when David saw that Yahweh had answered him in the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite, then he sacrificed there. For the tent of Yahweh, which Moses made in the wilderness, and the altar of burnt offering were at that time in the high place at Gibeon. But David couldn't go before it to inquire of God, for he was afraid because of the sword of the angel of Yahweh. (laughs) Is it still there? So there was an altar that he could have gone to. but he didn't because he was see. too scared of the sword. He's like, we better just do this right here, right now. How much do wow. you want for this field? Yeah, it's interesting wow. that we switched very quickly to the thing about the angel with the sword because we started by saying, and God sent this pestilence that killed 70,000 people. And so if you think of it as a pestilence, it's like, yeah, David's like, mm, so I've got to pray to Yahweh at an altar, but the altar is like where all the sick people are <laughs> and I kind of don't want to go do that. So I'm going to build one here instead. Mm-hmm. But then when we say instead, it's like the angel just sitting there waiting to chop anyone who comes over is, I don't know, very different different imagery. Goodness gracious. Great for our gritty reboot, though. Uh Oh, perfect. So gritty. Wow. My goodness, already. Thank you. That was weird. Was that that it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that was it. That's the end. Oh, wow. Oh, gosh. Okay. It's your turn. Boy, all right. I'm going to continue on here with Chronicles, 1 Chronicles, chapter 22. Then David said... This is the house of Yahweh, and this is the altar of burnt offering for Israel. 
David commanded to gather together the foreigners who were in the land of Israel, and he set masons to hew worked stones to build the house of God. We were not building a house. But okay, yeah. right. Altar house, not ark house. That, see, that's why... Okay, it that's the difference is just that it's not for the ark. I think that's But the why was he yes. like, I'll build you a house then? Because well, I guess the implication is I'll build is you that, an ark house? Yeah, that Yahweh maybe wherever the ark is is where he actually lives and he prefers the great outdoors so he wants to live in tents. But his altars can be okay. in houses. What a, that, yeah. That's so arbitrary, God. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> okay. David prepared iron in abundance for the nails, for the doors of the gates, and for the couplings, and brass in abundance without weight. Without weight. Like an unlimited amount or... or yeah, I think an unlimited amount. I was thinking an entirely lightweight brass. <laughs> but okay, yeah. Without limit. And cedar trees without number. Okay, I see the pattern here. For the Sidonians and they of Tyre brought cedar trees in abundance to David. David said... Solomon, my son, is young and tender. Oh, yeah, like juicy, like a chicken breast. (laughs) He's young and tender, like a chicken breast, and the house that is to be built for y'all. My little chicken nugget. (laughs) Guys, guys. My little chicken nugget, Solomon. (laughs) Oh, boy. I see. And the house that is to be built for Yahweh must be exceedingly magnificent, of fame and of glory throughout all countries. I will therefore make preparation for it. Oh, he's getting the supplies ready for Solomon to build the actual house. Whoa! I don't know about this retconning. This kind of really diminishes Solomon's accomplishments. Oh, you're right. All I'm going to say is the next line is surprising. So David prepared abundantly before his death. Then like, he called we're for... like at David's death now? That was quick. Maybe. Uh, or is that just sort of foreshadowing? Well... And then, so he did this for like many more years. Foreshadowing that he's going to die. Yeah, but he will die. Sure. So David prepared abundantly before his death. So he got all these irons and bronze things and wood. Okay. Then he called for Solomon, his son, and charged him to build a house for Yahweh, the God of Israel. <laughs> David said to Solomon, his son... As for me, it was in my heart to build a house to the name of Yahweh, my God. But the word of Yahweh came to me saying, you have shed blood abundantly and have made great wars. You shall not build a house to my name because you have shed much blood on the earth in my sight. Okay, new nuance that we didn't get before. Wasn't that kind of in the name of God? I mean... It was in the name of God. Yahweh didn't mention that the first time around. He was just like, no, a house? Ew. No, David? Ew. I'm going to build you a David, house. David, ew. <laughs> like, ew, David, yes. But he didn't get specific. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But maybe, I mean, maybe Yahweh's kind of superstitious. And it's like, if you have a house built by someone with blood on their hands, you'll have a you know bad sleep or something. Yeah. Behold, a son shall be born to you who shall be a man of rest. And I will give him rest from all his enemies round about. For his name shall be Solomon, and I will give peace and quietness to Israel in his days. He shall build a house for my name, and he shall be my son, and I will be his father. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. (laughs) Now, my son, Yahweh be with you, and prosper you, and build the house of Yahweh your God, as he has spoken concerning you. May Yahweh give you discretion and understanding and put you in charge of Israel so that you may keep the law of Yahweh your God. Can I just ask, did Solomon not ever commit giant atrocities and kill a lot of people? He must have. I'm assuming he probably did. He must have. we're about to get a recap of his life. Well, exactly. So, So, I don't know. Maybe David was preparing for this when Solomon was young, so he's like, you do it and make this house when you're young and don't have all of this blood on your hands. Right, build it when you're five before you've killed any creature. <laughs> exactly. Jeez. Jeez. I mean, to be fair, I do think that Solomon's rule, there weren't any wars going on at that time, unlike David's where they were warring a lot yeah. and killing huge numbers of people. So, sure. I mean, he way. literally like came into fame by killing someone. It's true. Some big, That's true, giant, you're right. big giant. Kid's first murder. Goliath. Kid's first murder, yeah. Kids. Was he a kid then? Baby's first murder. 
Baby's, Baby's first, first murder. He was. He was like at least a teenager, right? He was a ready teenager. Or was he older? It's always mm. one of those things where they're not the age you think that they are. When you always you calculate ex- it. That's it's like true. either either it's like, oh, he was eight, or it's like, oh, he was 35. <laughs> kind of like <laughs> right. with Isaac. Yeah. Where, where we're like with Abraham and Isaac and the binding of Isaac. It's like, oh, actually, Isaac was probably like in his 30s when that yeah. happened. Right. Yeah. Or at so, least his 20s. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But not a little baby boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think we determined that David if I'm remembering correctly, was probably a teenager or something, okay. but was like of age to be in the military. So not like a baby boy. Like 18 at least. But still young. Okay. Well, I think to be in the military, you probably only had to be like 16 or something. Okay. Like maybe you had to be 20. You I just have know. to be strong enough to lift up a shield and then they're like, there you go. Done. Yeah. Military boy. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay. Although remember he wasn't because they put on Saul's armor and he couldn't move in it. And so uh, he's like, no, no, I'm good. Okay, I'm just going right. to go out in my... Okay, so maybe he was like a little skinny teenage yeah, I boy. I think so, yeah, yeah. Who somehow okay. killed Goliath. Okay. This was a fun recap of David's life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then shall you prosper if you observe to do the statutes and the ordinances which Yahweh gave Moses concerning Israel. Be strong and of good courage. Don't be afraid, neither be dismayed. Now behold... In my affliction, Hmm. I have prepared for the house of Yahweh 100,000 talents of gold, 1,000,000, 1,000,000, I think that's known as a million, (laughs) 1,000,000 talents of silver and of brass and iron without weight, for it is in abundance. Timber also and stone have I prepared, and you may add to them. There are also workmen with you in abundance, cutters and workers of stone and timber and all kinds of men who are skillful in every kind of work. So is this like the thing where it's like any millennial who buys a house, it's because their parents gave them the down payment, actually? Yeah. (laughs) He's kind of a Nepo baby. All of these people are Nepo babies. Uh I mean, that's, well... It's a Nepo line. David was not. To be fair, David was not a Nepo baby. Remember, he was just a shepherd's son Mm -hmm. who became Saul's right-hand boy, okay. his little music boy, and then eventually a great leader. Yeah. Solomon's the Nepo baby. Fine, okay. So, so he worked his way up. Saul was a Nepo baby. Right. Mm-hmm. And Solomon yeah, is a Nepo yeah. baby. Yes. Right. He's the ultimate Nepo baby. For sure. Yeah, yeah got it. Okay. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Of the gold, the silver, and the brass, and the iron, there is no number. Arise and be doing, and Yahweh be with you. David also commanded all the princes of Israel to help Solomon, his son, saying, Isn't Yahweh your God with you? Hasn't he given you rest on every side? For he has delivered the inhabitants of the land into my hand, and the land is subdued before Yahweh and before his people. Now set your heart and soul to seek after Yahweh your God. Arise, therefore, and build the sanctuary of Yahweh God to bring the Ark of the Covenant of Yahweh and the holy vessels of God into the house that is to be built to the name of Yahweh. Nate. And that's it. Wow. Yeah, this feels like someone who was very pro-David went in afterwards. Like, it was actually David's idea. He was the one who actually wanted to do it. And he basically did everything right. except assemble the freaking Ikea furniture. <laughs> right. I just... He left him some instructions <laughs> with pictographs of how to assemble all the pieces. I'm really interested when David wrote all of the Psalms that we read. Because it, were those just, you know, diary entries throughout his life, essentially? Dear diary, I love God. Well, he was a musician, so I think he... Oh, I see. Yeah, he wrote a lot of songs. Okay. Yeah. But a lot of, are those all songs? A lot of them are just meant like to be poems. They are? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Meant to be set Pretty to sure music. they're all supposed to be songs. Okay. Remember they would say stuff like, you know, for the choir master. Oh, yeah. Or like to be, for the to be blah, accompanied blah, blah. on the lyre Yeah, on the lyre. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cute. And they were all to God. Mm-hmm. That's kind of sweet. He's so in love with him. Even though God kind of yeah. is over... It sounds like God is over David in this version of the story. It's like a little over a much him. more one-sided relationship for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. We did kind of... I realized we did skip over the sort of turning point with David and mm. God because I feel like it was the whole Bathsheba thing. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. They didn't even talk about that. Why well, we just glossed right past that. 
Yeah, we just skipped right over. Or the David and Goliath story. Like, we we already knew, like, David was already doing stuff after David and Goliath. Like, Saul died, and then it was yeah. David becoming a big boy, a big king boy. Right. But even if we were to start, I feel like, you know, he David was Yahweh's favorite boy for a while, and then Bathsheba, him, like, sending her husband off to get killed. Yeah so that he could do her, was like his first kind of... Bad. Sort of a breaking bad thing, yeah. right? That was his first step into being a bad boy. And he was like, and then kinda, you like women? And then <laughs> God was not okay with it. Yeah, yeah. 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 But it does seem like, even though Yahweh always holds him up as his favorite, they did kind of have a bit of a a more tumultuous relationship later in life because... Seems because like that happens that. a lot with Yahweh's favorite boys, like mm. with Moses, you know? Yeah, they did mm. kind of get into more fights later. It's almost like there's this through line where the guy has difficulty maintaining healthy relationships mm-hmm. over a long mm-hmm. period of time. But then looks back on them after the fact with kind of longing and like, oh, but that was a good mm. relationship. I wish I had that one back. Mm. <laughs> it's almost mm. as if the three of us do another podcast about relationships. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> so we see everything through that lens. Yeah, I'm... Huh. It's just interesting because the last thing that I'll say is that God doesn't talk to like anyone now. It's like he's done with these unhealthy relationships that he gets into with humans. There's mm. there's a couple different schools of thought I'm on sure, that. Dedeker. Like there is the I'm school sure. of thought of, oh yeah, post, I was going to say post-World <laughs> War II, but that's too modern. <laughs> like post, post some period in time yeah, like, God stopped talking to us. You know, mm-hmm. like, there's no more miracles. There's no more God appearing as a cloud to speak to us. Now it's just a different way of God talking to us. Like, there's kind of that philosophy. And then there is the other philosophy, which is like, no, no, God is still speaking. God is, mm-hmm. there are still miracles that happen. There's still different wild phenomenon still that takes prophets. place. I'll believe it when still I see prophets. it. Still prophets. Okay. Yes. I mean, if you just do a quick uh, YouTube search, you'll find some prophets out there. I'm sure I will, but I don't think that they have anything relevant to say to me. Shall we take a break? Okay. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break before we continue on with our last chapter here. And we would just love to take a moment to encourage y'all, if you're loving this, to tell your friends about it and come check out our live shows. If you go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash live, you can get updates about when our live shows are. I'm actually realizing right now I need to go update that site and make sure it's up to date. Uh, But we would love to have you here participating in the live shows that we do every Thursday on Twitch. It's a lot of fun. We love having all the participation here. And also, just tell your friends about the show in general, right? We're still a small baby podcast in the grand scheme of things, and we want to become a big boy podcast, just like David has become. And so we would appreciate (laughs) your help spreading the word, getting, getting the word out there to everyone else. And also, if you're able to help support us on Patreon, at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. You can become a parishioner. And as a thank you there for your support, we have things like early releases of episodes, personal toasts on the show, Emily's drink recipes that she posts on there. She has a lot of beautiful drinks. And we would love for y'all to share which of her drinks you've made for yourselves because mm. that would be fun. Yeah, And of course, our gratitude and appreciation for helping us keep this show going. And we are back. Here we are. (laughs) Such suspense. (laughs) We are back, and it is time for chapter 23 from First Chronicles. That's how I say it? First Chronicles? Yeah, nailed it. Yes, correct. Good job. It's weird because it doesn't say one Chronicles. It just says one Chronicles, but I'm supposed to say First Chronicles, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's okay. how you can tell who's in the know or not. I know. I, you, told, you said. So, yeah. Okay. Now, David was old and full of days, and he made Solomon his son king over Israel. He gathered together all the princes of Israel with the priests and the Levites. The Levites were numbered from 30 years old and upward, and their numbers by their poles, man by man, was 38,000. Of these twenty, so it's okay to count now them we're now. We're counting them. Yeah, no, I know that's it's so stupid. I'm sorry, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Why does God hate numbers when there are so many numbers in this damn book? Right. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, of these twenty four thousand were to oversee the work of the house of Yahweh. That's a lot of people on one freaking house. 
Mm-hmm. And 6,000 mm-hmm. 6, were officers and judges, and 4,000 were doorkeepers, and 4,000 praised Yahweh with the instruments which I made, said David. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> okay. Four th- so David made 4,000 instruments. Apparently. By hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For giving praise. David divided them into divisions according to the sons of Levi. Gershon, Kohath, and Merai. Merari. This is Merari Ferrari. Merari, Merari. Of the Gershonites, Ladon and Shimi. Of the sons of Ladon, Jehiel the chief, and Zatham and Joel, three. The sons of Shimi, Shalomoth and Haziel and Haran, three. These were the heads of the fathers' houses of Ladon. The sons of Shimi, Jehath, Zena, warrior princess, and Jehush. Z- Is that Zena in your translation? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Wow. In, in the message, it's Ziza. Z-I-Z-A. 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 No, but there's another Ziza in the next line. Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah. This just has two Zizas. That's Wow, is this a typo from Eugene? Double Zizas. I would believe it. I would believe it. Or did the N fall over on its side and became a Z? Oh, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Jeush and Bariah. These four were the sons of Shimei. Jehath was the chief and Ziza the second. Interesting. And Ziza the second. But Oh, no, that's referring to the same person. It's saying like these were the sons, Jehath was the chief, and then Ziza was the second, referring to... Weird, but it says Zena here. Ziza we just mentioned. Yeah, weird. That's very strange. Yeah. But Jeush and Bariah didn't have any sons, didn't have many sons. Therefore, they became <laughs> a father's house in one reckoning. What? Okay, whatever. Yeah, according to Eugene... Basically, they didn't have enough sons, so they just counted them as one family and gave them one task to share between their families. Got it. Okay. The sons of Kohath, Amram, Izhar, and Hebron, and Uziel, four. The sons of Amram. How are we back? Okay, I'm so sorry. I I hate that we're doing this. I don't know. I hate it so much. Every single time I think we've broken free of orbit, we just get sucked right back in like a tractor beam. Yep. It's not going to be the whole damn thing, but it's going to be part of it. (sighs) The sons of Amram, Aaron, and Moses. And Aaron was separated that he should sanctify the most holy things, he and his son forever, to burn incense before Yahweh, to minister to him, and to bless his name forever. Can Can we just talk about the audacity of someone here naming their sons Aaron and Moses. Wait, did they, wait this is a different guy? <laughs> this is in David. This is in David's time. He's yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, wait, they didn't. The t- they didn't live together, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no, they were. They were brothers. No, I. Aaron and Moses were. I know so, that, but, but I mean, like, they didn't live together with David. Oh, with David, you mean? In the I same see. time? No, yes. definitely no. Yeah. I just, I don't know, Amram. I, I think you're overstepping here. Amram's just, like, these are going to be the coolest kids on the planet. They're going to totally live up to their namesake. And I bet they didn't. How could they? So, okay. I mean, maybe this couldn't possibly be the past, could it? I don't know. I don't know what these books are written. Anyways. (laughs) Let's just get through it. We got to get through it. Okay. But as for Moses, the man of God, his sons were named among the tribe of Levi. The sons of Moses, Gershom and Eliezer. The sons of Gershom, Shebuel the chief. The sons of Eliezer were Rehabiah the chief, and Eliezer had no other sons. Are these the people? Are these the previous? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Somebody tell us if you know. And Eliezer had no other sons, but the sons of Rehabiah were very many. The sons of Izhar, Shalomith the chief, the sons of Hebron, Jeriah the chief, Amariah the second, Jaziel the third, and Jacamim the fourth. <laughs> and the sons of... Oh, shoot. No, this is this is that Moses. Okay. All the same? Okay. Those are the names okay. of his sons. I just looked it up. Okay. Why are we traveling back in time I don't all of a know. sudden? I'm so confused. I don't know. Whatever. Drink for not knowing. Weird. Exactly. Okay, yeah. So this, this is them. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to Amram. I or not Amram, whoever it was. I think was it. Yeah, Amram. it was Amram. Yeah, Amram. Missiles. I apologize to Amram for 
claiming him to be yeah, audacious by naming his sons that. Because those are the, the sons. Those are the very same. Yeah. He was the original. Boy, oh boy. The sons of Uziel, Micah the chief and Ishia the second. The sons of Mirai, Mahali and Mushi. That's cute. Mushi, Mushi. The sons of Mahali, Elizar and Kish. Elizar died and had no sons, but daughters only. And their brothers, the sons of Kish, took them to wife. Ew. What? Oh, yeah. dear. Like oh, their dear. cousins? There? Yeah. Ew, yuck. Oh, well. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's... I mean, the that's fact that they're like normal for the time. The fact they're only their cousins actually is pretty yeah. good, right? They weren't their uncles or something <laughs> else. Like, yeah. Have you seen House of the Dragon? No. No. Uncle and niece. Uh, yeah, getting it together. doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Yeah. The, the great love story of the freaking show. Anyways, the sons of Mushi Mushi, Mahali <laughs> and Eder and Jeremoth three. These were the sons of Levi after their father's oh, houses. See. There were three of them. I was thinking Jeremoth three was his name. <laughs> Jeremoth <laughs> three. These were the sons of Jeremoth the third. These were the sons of <laughs> Levi after their father's houses. Even the heads of the father's houses of those who, of those of those who were counted, of those, those of, of those, those who, who were, were counted. counted, and the number of names by their poles who did the work for the service of the house of Yahweh from 20 years old and upward. For David said, Yahweh, the God of Israel, has given rest to his people and he dwells in Jerusalem forever. And also the Levites shall no more have need to carry the tent and all the vessels of it for the service of it. For by the last words of David, the sons of Levi were numbered from 20 years old and upward. For their office was to wait on the sons of Aaron for the service of the house of Yahweh in the courts and in the chambers and in the purifying of all holy things, even the work of the service of the house of God. For the showbread also. Oh, the showbread. The showbread. Yeah. I remember the showbread. Is this the bread that they have like to show off? They're like, look at how pretty this is. <laughs> See it? It's beautiful. It's like the one in the display case. It's the, the display like, case bread. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, like at the restaurant that I work, like if a blogger comes in, I have to tell the kitchen so that they make the item like Super really, pretty. really pretty. Prettier. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's like the show bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You should just do that. Go to the back and be like, hey guys, can you make some show bread for this one? And they're like, yeah, no probs. Just see, <laughs> see who figures see what out happens. what you're talking about. Yeah. And for the fine flour for a meal offering, whether of unleavened wafers or of that which is baked in the pan or of that which is soaked and for all manner of measure and size and to stand every morning to thank and praise Yahweh and likewise in the evening and to offer all burnt offerings to Yahweh on the Sabbaths and on the new moons and on the set feasts in number according to the ordinance concerning them continually before Yahweh and that they should keep the charge of the tent of meeting and the charge of the holy place and the charge of the sons of Aaron, their brothers, for the service of the house of Yahweh. I'm a little pest. 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 Because you all got some like fun <laughs> chapters and I, I got that mm. dribble. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't, I didn't even, I really didn't even look at it. I know. I just it's fine. It it's not I, your fault. It I'm just, sorry. you know, I got names and some other bullshit, but whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Anyways, that's done. Wait, that was the end? Oh gosh. That really that was keeps sneaking yeah, up we're on so me done. Here. I just, I'm never prepared. Yeah. I, Should we do a, a little palate cleanser with some proverbs yeah, at the end here? Yeah. Yeah. And now it's time for some wisdom from the book of Proverbs, chapter 7. Proverbs, chapter 7. My son, keep my words. Lay up my commandments within you. Keep my commandments and live. Guard my teaching as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Tell wisdom, you are my sister. Call understanding your relative, that they may keep you from the strange woman, from the foreigner who flatters with her words. For at the window of my house, I looked out through my lattice. I saw among the simple ones. I discerned among the youths a young man, void of understanding. Passing through the street near her corner, 
he went the way to her house, in the twilight, in the evening of the day, in the middle of the night and in the darkness. <laughs> Sorry, what? I don't know okay. what's happening. In the, in, the, in the evening, not the day, in yes. the middle of the darkness of the night. Okay, yes. got it. In the middle okay. of night. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Behold, there a woman met him with the attire of a prostitute, and uh, what, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? Yeah, I wonder what a prostitute would wear this day and age. Yeah. I assume just tits out the whole time. Got it. Okay. Just how else are you going to know? Right. Yeah. Uh, with crafty intent. She is loud and defiant. Her feet don't stay in her house. Now. <laughs> she, wow. Wow. She Now she's in the streets. Now in the squares and lurking at every corner. So she caught him and kissed him. Gosh, it makes her sound really scary. She's like a ninja, yeah. just like prowling the streets, ready to just, uh, just get him. Yeah. Just drops yeah. down from the rafters and kisses him. <laughs> <laughs> with an impudent face, she said to him, I guess that's impudent, with an impudent face, she said to him, sacrifices of peace offerings are with me. Today, I have paid my vows. Therefore, I came out to meet you, to diligently seek your face, and I have found you. I have spread my couch with carpets of tapestry. Whoa, whoa. With striped whoa. cloths of the yarn of Egypt. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. He's like, have, oh, you got Egyptian yarn up in there. Okay. He's All like, right. oh, what, what thread count you got in them sheets, huh? I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let's take our fill of loving until the morning. Let's solace ourselves with loving, for my husband isn't at home. Wait, lady, I thought you were a prostitute. Yeah, that is confusing. Well, my, she may have a husband, I don't know. Oh, okay, that's okay. fair, yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah. For my husband isn't at home. He has gone on a long journey. He has taken a bag of money with him. He'll come home at the full moon. Oh, he's with going. <laughs> he's I don't know what's happening. What? Like, okay, lady. I, I mean, I was into the cinnamon and the aloe and the <laughs> and the Egyptian, but like, why do I care that your husband took a bag of money with him? What's the, <laughs> what's this detail about? Maybe the idea that like he's got a lot, a lot of money to spend. He's gonna stay I can't busy. Pay you, yeah, I can't pay you now. Or maybe but I eventually <laughs> it'll happen. See. I promise. Or maybe it's like he's off gambling with yeah. all this money. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. With persuasive words, she led him astray. With the flattering of her lips, she seduced him. He followed her immediately as an ox goes to the slaughter, as a fool stepping into a noose. Until Is that a thing fools do? They just walk into nooses? I would assume so. That's a pretty foolish thing to do. All right. Until an arrow strikes through his liver as a bird hurries to the snare and doesn't know that it will cost his life. Wow. Goodness. Now, therefore, sons, listen to me. Pay attention to the words of my mouth. Don't let your heart turn to her ways. Don't go astray in her paths. I feel like all the sons are actually kind of horny at this point. They're like, wow, this is a great story, dad. Tell us more. Yeah, come yeah, on, no, no, come you on. go back to the, what happened next though? What? Yeah. So we went in and then, and then what? So we went in then. <laughs> and <laughs> tell yeah. me more about what she was wearing. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what she wasn't. Don't go astray in her <laughs> paths. Dogo. Dogo. Dogo astray. <laughs> For she has, she has thrown down many wounded. Yes, all her slain are a mighty army. Her house is the way to Sheol, going down to the rooms of death. Whoa. I guess. I guess so, we clapped for that. I don't know. It's whatever. There's just this constant recurring theme of just like, stay away from shady ladies. I mean, what are, where are all the shady men? Yeah. Is my question. Yeah. Because they're out there. Yeah. There's more of them. Well, it is interesting. We do, like, we personify wisdom as a lady and also ladies are bad, especially foreign, strange ladies. Don't yeah. don't go after them. What do you think the takeaway right. is from this one? Um, I'm trying to figure out a takeaway that's different from any of our other ones. We are, okay, literally the third one that I wrote down was already don't fall in with strange women slash shifty ladies. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Is this one, okay, is this one more about the fact that she's a ninja lady? Or is it more about the fact that she has a rich husband? 
Is it more about the fact that she has really nice fabrics on her couch? Or just like, like don't believe your dad when he says that he has a fun, cool story because <laughs> it's going to backfire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's an interesting. Can we Don't put that as like a sub? It's kind of a meta. A sub takeaway uh, there. Yeah. Meta okay. Uh, Don't believe your dad when he says he has a fun, cool, cool story. I'll say also story. sexy story. Fun, cool, sexy story. Because mm-hmm. he won't, mm-hmm. it won't, he won't give you the payoff, is right. what I'm hearing here. Right, right. Yeah. It's like, okay, I imagine it's like one of the sons you know, came home from school or whatever and is like, oh my gosh, there's this girl that's really cute yeah. and I kind of like her. And the dad's like, oh, well, I've got a story for you about sexy ladies. <laughs> Sit down, kids. And everyone's like, cool. Yeah, and yeah, then, dad, wow. And then, Tell us about sexy and ladies. And then it's this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sadly. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at this study guide here about Proverbs and uh, I'm just got to say Hayden Walker, who is the pastor who wrote this particular section. Uh, I mentioned last time that we have a new person uh-huh. writing these. Uh-huh. Uh, not impressed with him so far because he doesn't really have anything new or interesting to say about it. I'm sure. He's just like... Just be good. You know, as before, sin is personified as a wily woman. Of course it is. Because why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be? Oh, okay. He's called us out a little bit though. He says right here, when you read through this chapter, you must not be distracted by the woman. Oh, really? <laughs> Which we definitely were. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> How? How would we not be? <laughs> Instead, you must learn from her actions and activities and take heed to the advice given on how to resist sin. Well, I think that guy needs to calm down. Yeah, we fell for it right away, though. We were just (laughs) like, tell us more about her. She sounds exciting. Definitely. (laughs) For sure. That was a fun time. Uh, Well, I hope we get some more interesting proverbs. I would just like some new messaging, maybe some new metaphors, something. I'm just a little bit bored with this. You know, God hates women. So well, at least the writers of the Bible do. We don't know about God specifically. It's true. Maybe he loves women. So we, Maybe we, God, we're not getting his firsthand account. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe God is a woman, hmm. and he's just sick. Hmm. She's just sick of everyone's shit. You know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Maybe that's what's going on. Any, anything's possible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, thank you all for joining us for Bible study today. If you want to join the audience in our live stream shows, follow us on Twitch at Drunk Bible Study or go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash live. If you want even more Drunk Bible Study, including early releases, cocktail recipes, personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and write us a nice review on iTunes, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group or on our Discord server at discord.drunkbiblestudy.com. Follow us on Twitter at Drunk Bible Cast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jason Lindgren, Dedeker Winston, and me, Emily Matlack. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album Home of the The The. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. Oh, shit. I'm all-